Welcome to episode 49. I'm so pleased to be joined by Elaine Fluker on this week's episode. She's the author of Get Over I Got It, where she encourages unapologetically ambitious women to learn how to embrace support, not only for their success, but for their peace of mind. Elaine is the host of the Support a Sexy podcast, where she has interviewed more than 500 diverse women entrepreneurs from around the world. Welcome, Elaine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So I want to talk to you about a number of things today, including your book. But before we jump in, can you tell us a little bit more about you and what it is that drives you? Oh, that's a great question. What drives me? I would say, you know, it changes from time to time. But overall, my work right now, especially centers on helping, as you said, unapologetically ambitious women know that having it all doesn't mean doing it all alone. And that support is a key to not only success, but also fulfillment and peace of mind. So I'm doing that through the book that you mentioned, Get Over, I Got It. Also through my podcast, which is actually called Support is Sexy. We want women to see support as something sexy, not something to avoid. And then also through work that I'm now doing uh, from that's taken from the book, but translated into speaking and corporate trainings in organizations, just reaching some of the women there to again, know that this is not just about your success. It's also about your fulfillment, your mental health and your peace of mind. Awesome. Well, let's talk about your podcast a little bit. Support is sexy. Now tell us about this podcast, where it started um, and where you're heading with it. It started in uh, 2016, actually, July 4th. So it's been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been around for a minute. I That's started great. it off, mm-hmm. uh, thank you, with um, interviews five days a week of women entrepreneurs. I released them five days a week, I should say, because I was channeling Oprah, even though Oprah had a team and I did not. It was <laughs> me sitting up in my... Right. Five days a week is awesome, you know, and I can only imagine the amount of work that channeling that you, Oprah, go ahead. You know what You know what one day a week is like, once a yeah. month with a podcast, especially at that time, I was doing it all myself, but I was, mm-hmm. you know, ambitious. Like I said, that is me. Um, so I was doing that, but for me, it was about really doing that many at that time, uh, per week or once per day, essentially during the week, it was about a point of distinction. Cause I didn't know anyone else at that time who was talking to women, women entrepreneurs specifically, and then someone who was a black woman host five days a week. So it was, uh, yes, as much about that as it was about, you know, getting, uh, this content and information out there. So that's sort of how that started. Uh, and then since then, you know, I have a friend who I interviewed Zara Green, because, you know, you start with your friends when you're doing these interview of things. Of course. Um, they're like, what is this podcast? Can I do it from my phone? All right, girl, mm-hmm. call me. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like, you have no idea how many great women you're going to meet. And I was thinking, you think so? And that was like episode maybe 17 or so that Zara was on. And now I'm up to almost 800. I think we're at 73 wow. or something like that. So that's how it started. And it's been an amazing journey. And just, you know, she's right. I met, mm-hmm. I have met and talked to and spent an hour with. Uh, hundreds of women at this point. And then outside of that, or in in addition to that, I should say the audience and the community and all these other things that have grown out of that, including this book, Get Over, I Got It. 
Yeah, I I think I can especially there's two things that I can really appreciate about what you just said. Um, the fact that you know you were targeting entrepreneurs and working with a lot of entrepreneurs because so often we don't have a circle to be a part of that we can get this advice from or have these discussions. And I imagine how valuable it continues to be to Black female entrepreneurs. One of the thank you for saying that. One of the things that came out of support is sexy is um, more. It's fairly new within the past couple of years. It's called Sis Academy. So www.sisacademy. Uh, dot academy. Excuse me. So sis. Academy. Essentially, support a sexy academy. But I created it as a platform. I was having all these great conversations, and then I started via audio on the podcast. And then I started doing more of them with video and I started doing workshops and trainings and having guests come in to teach a specific thing. And I wanted a place to collect all of that. And then I uh, decided to create, you know, Sis Academy. So it's an online video platform with content, especially for Black women entrepreneurs. So of course, you know, how we sell, how we market and all those things might be the same for any woman entrepreneur, but -hmm. more so I have some things on there that are about personal development or things that address issues that Black women entrepreneurs may uniquely face. Uh, So that is something just to piggyback on what you said about wanting some sense of community. And that's something that I'm growing. Um, And last year, actually in 2020, Sis Academy and myself were voted one of American Express's 100 for 100 Black innovative entrepreneurs. So that was a great, yeah, great opportunity. So I'm really looking to lean into that too and just let more people know, more women, more Black women entrepreneurs especially know that that's a a resource that's out there. Yeah, and I I imagine that it creates such community within Mm -hmm. your members. And I think that's something that is is often a challenge. And, you know, in your podcast, you like to say your sister friend in your head. And I think that I can see how that totally extends into the community. Absolutely. And that's what's important. Us feeling like we have a place to talk, to connect, in addition to learn and all the other things that go with building a business. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So tell us about your book, Get Over, I Got It. Um, you know, I, that the title really resonated with me um, from the beginning and I enjoyed the read. So tell listeners and, you know, share with us, where did the book come from and what motivated you to write it? Thank you. Again, from these conversations on the podcast, I started sort of realizing a pattern from women that I weren't interviewing, people who were friends, women who I know were ambitious and things would come up and they'd want to do something, they'd be stressed about something. And I said, oh, you know, you should get some support for that. Remember, support is sexy. That's how that phrase actually started, uh, Mm -hmm. saying it to people, support is sexy. And then I noticed it would be like, I got it. It's okay. I got it. And I noticed for myself, the response, anytime someone offered me support, I got it. No, 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 I got it. Now, Mm -hmm. support could be anything from someone wanting to help you with your business to the man who works at the grocery store, who's supposed to carry your groceries to this car. And he asked if he can do such service for you. You let <laughs> him do it. Literally <laughs> his job. And you're responsive. No, 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 I got it. You're going to struggle by yourself. And he's like, okay, they literally pay me to do that, but I guess you got it. So it could be any number of things, right? Where we're not, the thing is not being conscious of turning support away. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's where that that idea came from. And that's what at the center of the book, that's what that's about. Just reminding you, again, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have anything to prove to anyone. Although I always try to acknowledge that there might be reasons that, you know, if you, even if you work in an office, if you're not an entrepreneur, you might be hesitant to get support because let's just look at the way things are now. Women still make less money than men in some, on average, in some companies or most most companies here in the United States, at least, just because they're women. And then less and less, just because they're women of color. 
So not to say that we're blaming anything on that for the reason we think this way, but I just like to acknowledge we're dealing with the realities of that. Those kind of things do play into why I might be like, no, I don't want anybody to know that I don't know exactly what I'm doing here because you're thinking of the impact it can have on you. But that said, I think the idea of your mental health, your wellness, your stress, and all those other things are more important, Mm -hmm. certainly as important, but more important. So I'm kind of sounding the alarm about that and making sure that you remember to get support. Yeah. And I think what you just mentioned there, the factors, because it, it is, we know these, we see the statistics, we we see the information that's out there. Um, and I do think, you know, you mentioned being consciously aware. Do you think sometimes the, the turning away from support is almost a subconscious thing? Like we're programmed to just say, no, I got it. I got it. I'm yeah. good. Because mm-hmm. I still say it. So I totally think it's that. I'm, I literally wrote the book about this <laughs> and I still sometimes. But you are aware that you say it. That's a good I'm thing. A, that's the thing. That's First the whole step. thing. You're so right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The awareness. Because we do. We just say it as a trigger. You don't even think about it. And now mm-hmm. sometimes, funny enough, I'll notice I'll say it and I'll stop and say, you know what? No, no, no. Actually, you know what? I could use some help. Or I at okay. least pause and think about it and say, yes, you can get that luggage out of the car for me. Person mm-hmm. who's driving the car and who actually does that for that people. For you know, whatever it is. And I'm not, and I don't want to make it sound like it's only in a service situation. This is everything from, again, family to teamwork to you know, anything else that's in our lives, how can we become more open to accepting support? And as a result, and I have witnessed this and experienced this myself, things start to show up for you when you need them. It's not magical, Mm -hmm. but you are just more open and you're able to see when there's opportunities for support when you really need them. So that's the thing, getting in the habit of you know, getting out of that tunnel vision. That's, that's really what we're trying to lead people to. Yeah. It does. It does kind of feel magical sometimes when you do open it does. to it. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's the opportunities and being willing to, to have, to be open to those opportunities. Right. Exactly. That's right. The possibilities. I call the possibilities. It. Yeah. So yep. clearly mindset is a big part of us being really willing to get over the, I got it. Right. Um, Absolutely. What what kind of advice do you have for listeners to get into the the mindset to be willing to take the help? One of the things I try to do is have you think of the word, literally the word help, H-E-L-P. And I use that as an acronym. So Mm -hmm. the H is, again, to remember that having it all doesn't mean doing it all alone. You Mm -hmm. deserve support and support is out there for you. The E is uh, to remember to ask empowering questions. So not questions like, why am I so stupid? Why doesn't anybody help me? Why haven't I gotten this done by now? Those are not empowering questions, right? Empowering mm-hmm. questions are, huh, I wonder who's someone who might have done, you know, fill in the blank thing that you're trying to do or accomplish. Who's someone I can ask about this? How might I be able to get some support for this? Where can I do some research on my own about this to kind of get started with whatever it is? Mm-hmm. The L is to let go of the how and live the question. So how do you live that question that you're thinking about? This is something that I learned from Patricia Moreno, who was on episode 26 of the Support is Sexy podcast. I always say I have no favorites, but this is one that I I quote quite often. And I actually have a Mm -hmm. chapter in the book called Live the Question. And she said, we have to, especially as ambitious women, be courageous enough to not have all the answers. And again, Mm -hmm. we're programmed, most of us, because of either the money we make in our jobs or our positions or the role we have in our families, having the answers is our thing, right? We have answers Mm -hmm. or we know how to find them. She encourages that we learn to live the question and just be open to whatever those possibilities are. And then the P in help is actually to live the possibilities, be open again and see, be open and again, uh, excuse me, aware of what possibilities there are and not what's necessarily probable. It's about what's possible. 
right? We can get very caught up in what's probable, but we have mm-hmm. to be open to what's possible. And that is um, something that I've learned from Dr. Sereni Pillay, uh, who has a book called Life Unblocked. And I mentioned him in, my, in his work in my book as well, of mm-hmm. just this idea of having a possibility mindset as opposed to a probability mindset. Definitely. I, I appreciate you going through that, the help model. It was definitely one of the things that I wanted to discuss with you. And the the how piece of the puzzle is so important. And I think so often when we are trying to make, make big movements, um, we are focusing on the how are we going to do it? How, how, how? And that can sometimes really hold us back or almost stunt us All or paralyze time. us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example of how this just happened to me recently. I um, was talking to a friend of mine, Dawn Shedrick, who's a wonderful woman, also mentioned in the podcast, in the, excuse me, in the Mm -hmm. book I wrote. Well, she's been on the podcast about three times now, but Mm -hmm. she's also in the book. And I talked to her about, you know, getting over being the quote unquote strong one. So Dawn is someone that I met through this program called Momentum, the workshop I did a few years ago, a leadership development workshop where this actually idea about being open to support started for me. And I was talking to Dawn because she has, I don't know, seven masters. I don't think I'm far off. It might be like four, wow. but I feel like, you know, those people who just get they masters. Just, like, yeah, they just keep getting them. Mm-hmm. She's getting a PhD in something or other now. She's just amazing. So I talked to her a lot about going back recently. I talked to her a lot recently, I should say, about mm-hmm. going back to school. That's something that I'm thinking about. I'm interested in psychology. I always have been. I'm thinking, oh, maybe awesome. I should get a certificate. Maybe I should do this. So I was talking to her just about the options, which, of course, she was very supportive. And this is an example Who can I talk to who has been through this or who might say she doesn't have to tell me Mm -hmm. what to do, but she's already been through it. She can kind of tell me some things to look for. So Mm -hmm. I realized, though, that I was going talking about a certificate and there's some short programs and all these other things you can do because I don't want to think about going back to school and I'd have to pay Mm -hmm. money for that. And all these I didn't think as much about how long it'll take because I always feel like the time is going to pass anyway. So that wasn't as much an issue. It was Mm -hmm. more about the money and how can I do this and do it in an economical way. I just sent her a message yesterday and I said, girl, I'm going back to school. What what am I doing with all this? Because I was stuck on how How? I was going to do it as opposed to deciding, right? I'm going to go back to school. Now I can figure out what are some ways that I can get support. There are some grants. She told me there are some grants out there that you can get, especially if I'm looking at psychology and becoming a black woman therapist or so black women therapists, excuse me, are in so much demand right now. So much demand. Who knows? People might pay me to go to school, girl. Yes. Yes. And then that goes right back to what you said about you then being open to the possibilities. Exactly. Because when you can let go of that how, then you're more open to to the possibilities. Right. And that this literally just happened yesterday. She was like, oh, okay, let me know. And of course, she said, if there's anything you need, you know, conversation wise, we talk and she'll give me insight. And she said, even if you need a letter of recommendation, I thought, oh, I probably will need that eventually. Great to know, you know, so things like that, that you don't even Mm -hmm. think of. Yes. You know, so. as you, you mentioned her in your book, when you were talking about the momentum workshop, one of the things that jumped out at me was the fact that asking for support serves the world. And that sometimes when you're, when you don't ask for support, it's actually kind of being selfish. Can you go through that idea with us? Absolutely. Just as you said about your, your being able to get support helps you live bigger and step more into your purpose. So one of the things, one of the phrases, I, I say poem, it's not a poem, it's actually a passage from Marianne Williamson, 
who wrote A Return to Love, Reflections on A Course in Miracles mm-hmm. is her book. And we, we've heard it a lot. Sometimes people credit it to Mandela. It's actually yes. Marianne Williamson, mm-hmm. right? He might have said it in that. the inaugural speech, but it's hers. He <laughs> might have said it, but she, she wrote mm-hmm. it first, right? And maybe she got it from somewhere else, but she did say it. So mm-hmm. the quote from Marianne Williamson actually says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are more powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. So she talks about this idea of us being afraid of our own light and then later goes into within that passage in the book goes into this idea of who are you to think that you're not smart enough, fabulous mm-hmm. enough, brilliant enough, gorgeous enough and all of these things. You are a child of God. And she basically says your duty is to make manifest all of the beauty that God has put inside of you. So dimming your light, if you think about all the people that are waiting for that thing that you need to create or want to create or that you desire, whatever that thing is, or just maybe it's an example, you meeting by example of you being who you are. It's not necessarily about an entrepreneurship or, oh, I got to do this big mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. or that you even have to go back everyday and life. to school. Yeah. Everyday life, you never know how mm-hmm. you are setting an example for someone else just by stepping into your own light. So I do talk about that in that book and have that passage from uh, Marianne Williamson, which I actually have also framed and think about it often. So mm-hmm, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a powerful one. It's so important because I, I really do think that when we are ourselves and sometimes, and we do need to have support to be at our best selves, we also give others permission to do the same and empower them right. in that way. And I think, um, especially as black women, we really need to do that for each other. That's right. She mm-hmm. says, we were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. Mm-hmm. And we, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Right on. You know, asking for support can be such a game changer in success. Um, you know, we've talked about some of the reasons that that people haven't stepped out and, and ask about it, but what other examples, or is there anything you want to add to that idea of it being a game changer and ways in which it's been a game changer for you? One of the things that I think is important is, uh, and that I found important doing research for the book, is this idea or these this data actually about the number of increases in suicide uh, for women ages forty five to sixty five. I believe it is. It increased, you know, double maybe what it was over the past twenty years. Actually, not true. Sixty three percent is the number. I'm getting the number right. Sixty three percent in that age group. And you think about that kind of increase for women in that age where you might think, oh, you know, you're a woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you're hitting your stride, you're whatever Mm -hmm. we think happens at that time. I believe based on that data that it's because of stress, because of anxiety, because of not getting support, because of feeling alone. I mean, there's a lot of women reasons that people uh, turn to thinking about suicide. Of course, there's health, mental health and wellness um, challenges and other things that make you think you're not worthy to be here. I've gone through that personally as a teenager, though, when I was younger and trying mm-hmm. to commit suicide. So people, you know, there's reasons that we go there, but just seeing those numbers in that age group really hit me to let mm-hmm. me know, wow, this is something women really need to know that support is out there. And they're actually the second largest group with the increase. The biggest increase was girls ages 10 to 14. Wow. And that's so, so right. young. It's so young. It's and then so it's, young. it's so young. And then on the other side of the spectrum, it's really mature. So you think about mm-hmm. the person I talk about in the book, Kate Spade, for example, she mm-hmm. passed away and committed suicide while I was writing the book. And I was talking about how struck I was about that, because not obviously we know that success doesn't mean everything else in your life is okay. 
I was thinking, my goodness, this just impacts everyone. And even Mm -hmm. if you don't go that far as to try to hurt yourself, you could still be hurting and in pain. So I'm really trying to, my grand vision or mission is to end women's suffering uh, around this idea because we feel like we're doing it, have to do it alone. And this doesn't mean that we're people who are single, women who are single or women who don't have family. Or when you say alone, you could be surrounded by a bunch of people and still be feeling alone or feeling like you have to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. No. And and I think that's an important point Ed, is that sometimes you do have a lot of people around and people can have mm-hmm. what appears to be a big circle and still feel very alone and need need the support and also to kind of be on the lookout for how you can support others when they need it. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Being willing to ask for that support as well as being able to to give it takes a great deal of courage. I think in Mm -hmm. in certain times. And a lot of times people think it's the opposite, that asking for help is a weakness, but it actually takes a lot of courage. What are your thoughts on courage in the equation? Absolutely. It takes a lot of courage, but I think too, what what I'm trying to add to that, not only courage, but also not that you're, well, you deserve it. You know, it's not even a sense of entitlement. You deserve it. We all do. person this isn't you know just about women I talk to women especially because of being leaders in our family leaders in communities and we know you know mm-hmm. you change a woman's life you change uh, but um, but everyone we all deserve support and compassion in it I mean I just think the world would be a better place if more of us realize that I think mm-hmm. during the pandemic um, at least for where I was here in the United yes. States but even all around the world we just saw how people can if they so choose show up for each other yeah we can that- do that as human beings. Definitely agree with you is we have to move away from it being, uh, being the idea, like we have to move towards the idea of you, you deserve it. This is something that's right that you should have. Um, right. you know, in terms of the pandemic, it it's had an effect everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere in the world we've felt it. Um, how do you think that affected the way in which people asked for support or got support or got creative about support? Oh, that's a great question. How did it change the way people ask for support? I think I think the pandemic, certainly in the beginning, you know, the change and as things started to evolve, we saw the different um, disparities in care and access to great health care and those kind of things. In the beginning, though, when we really felt like we were all in it together, I don't know mm-hmm. if it changed how we asked for support, but I do think, again, it changed how a lot of us showed up for each other, thinking yeah. how could we help each other? How could we support each other? And then to have here in the United mm-hmm. States, the murder of George Floyd just after that, and then seeing how the diverse, the groups of people who were out in the streets all around the world as a result willing of that, support. you know, yes. willing yeah. to support and show up. So I think mm-hmm. that's what it did. It sort of leveled, at least for a while, it took away all the distractions. You know, when we were, it was the first time people were outside with their masks on for the most part though, but still outside protesting together. Mm-hmm. There was just such a sense of, obviously there's always opposing sides to things, but for the mm-hmm. most part, it was amazing to see wow, we can all show up for each other if we so choose. If we choose, definitely. Well, I want to thank you so much for for taking the time to join us on Shifting Perspectives. Um, Thank you. No problem. Do you have any final words that you'd like to share with listeners? This was an amazing conversation. You asked such brilliant questions. I'm so glad I had the chance to talk to you. And I just want to remind everyone again, as we've talked about during this conversation, this is not something that's nice to have. You deserve this. Each and every one of us does. So, and this is not also, it's also a reminder that this is not just about getting support for success. This is about fulfillment and your peace of mind. 
Awesome. Thank you. And to Thank listeners, um, where can they find you? Absolutely. Please go to getoveriigotit.com. That's where you can find out more about me, more about the book. You'll see also where to follow me there if you want to join any of my social media communities. I love being on LinkedIn. I like awesome. to play on Instagram and have more fun <laughs> pictures. I have a picture of my dad on there. Don't tell him he's in the car. With oh, me I here. saw that. I just you saw, saw that. that. <laughs> I said my dad would say the same thing. I know. You saw yeah. what he <laughs> So, so mm-hmm. I love my parents. So I have a lot of pictures of them on there. But yeah, you can see that there. And also, of course, how to order the book. But we also have a couple of giveaways there, uh, such as a book club guide. So some questions there either by yourself or with someone um, that you can print out, even if you don't have the book yet, but just questions to ask yourself. And then you, if you do get it and upload, buy the book and upload your receipt, you get the first exercise in the book immediately because each chapter has an exercise at the end. Because okay. I read a lot of personal development books and I'm I like, okay, do how do I part. do that? Yeah, how do I do that? So yeah. those are those are there. So yes. Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Shifting Perspectives. If you'd like to find out more about Elaine or get the links to her new book, visit this week's show notes for all the details. Have an awesome week. <laughs>